Welcome to the Dollar Wise Podcast. At HFM, one of the most significant values we provide our clients is leveraging our experience helping hundreds successfully navigate through life's transitions. On this podcast, our advisor team explores some of the questions we get every day from our clients. We share some insights on financial topics, and we interview some fantastic professionals from our vast network. Our hope is that you leave with some food for thought and some good ideas to consider. Thank you for joining us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. This is Tyler Reedman here, financial advisor and certified financial planner here at HFM Investment Advisors. I'm also joined with Jason Gabrielli here at HFM. Hey, Tyler. Looking forward to another good action-packed episode. (laughs) Let's do it. So today we're going to talk about something that's a bit of a hot topic in the financial world. That is stock market predictions. You've probably heard some of the big firms in finance making bold predictions about where the market is headed, but we want to talk about how accurate are these predictions really. That's probably the number one thing we hear from clients is when they read something in the paper, or I guess now more accurately on Yahoo Finance or whatever website they're reading. And it's a prediction about something that's going to come true in the future or something that some prognosticator or forecaster or even big firm is claiming is going to be the future. It's always important to put that in context. And one of the funnest ways to do that is to look back at what the predictions have been in years past and how they actually came to fruition. Oh boy. (laughs) Right? So one of the things that we did right off the bat as we've been getting these questions from clients about what's happening and what predictions are out there now and what we think about whether they're going to come true in 2023, I like to compare them to some of the predictions that we saw in 2022 and how those actually fared, just to put everything in context. So what we did was we pulled some of the predictions that some of the biggest banks on Wall Street and investment firms on Wall Street put out on January 3rd of 2022. So this is what they were looking at. You got to remember to put a little context on on it, 2021 was a great year for the markets. So across the board, we saw increases in pretty much everything. And so recency bias, I'm sure, starts to get kick in even for these really smart people at these investment firms. And so they were predicting what the S&P 500 would close at on 1231 or December 31st of 2022. <laughs> Let's and this is a year in advance. So some of the biggest names... Goldman Sachs was predicting the S&P closes at 5,100. JP Morgan was right on their heels at 5,050. RBC was at the same 5,050. Barclays was at 4,800. Bank of America was claiming that it was going to be 4,600. And Morgan Stanley, they're the bears. They came in at just 4,400 on what they were predicting that the S&P 500 was going to close at in 2022. Now, where did it actually close at? So for those of us looking back at 2022 now, it was a pretty rough year, I think, to say the least. I would say that if you look back and you saw what the S&P 500 actually closed at for 2022, it was about 3,800. So by and large, most of these firms were off at least 25%, some of them worse than that. And at the start of that year, the beginning of 2022, at around 4,700. So when you hear all these predictions, we're looking at some that are in the 5,000, some in the low 4,000s, but they're all kind of in that safe space too, which I can't stand. We talked about this earlier. Making that big, bold Nobody prediction. makes a bold prediction. And when they do, it's like some spam article online. But 
in actuality, it ended up in the 3000s. And then you look at forecasts for this year and what a lot of our clients are coming to us and the stuff they read online. And a lot of it is what you said, driven by recency bias. It feels like after 2021, we project that out into the future for 2022 and expect it to continue. And the truth is, we have no idea what's going to happen. And that's exactly what happened in 2022, what we didn't expect to happen. So now the end of 2022 happens looking into 2023. And I feel like there's a lot more pessimism than there was when we started 2022, because a lot of the things that happened last year, whether it be inflation or everybody saying we're going into a recession, a lot of those things were looming. But now as we're going into 2023, it feels like recency bias is at play here again. And fortunately, the market has rebounded so far this year in 2023, defying a lot of predictions, but it's hard to separate that emotional recency bias factor from staying emotionless with investing. I think in general, what do you think about why do we care? Why do these predictions and these forecasts get so much headline press? Why do they get so many clicks? That's why they put them out there, right? Because they want eyeballs. Or, or ears, I guess, if you're listening to them, right? <laughs> That's what they want. It's important to understand, as an average human who doesn't deal in the financial world every day, it might be something that to you feels foreign or could sometimes even feel a little bit scary. Well, our human nature is generally when we don't fully understand something or we don't fully have a feeling like we can handle this on our own, we'd look for someone who has it all figured out. It's part of our biology, it's part of our physiology, you know, the way our brains work. We want to anchor to someone that has it all figured out and just believe what they have to say. These prognosticators, they're in tune with that. They know that people are going to key in on these predictions and these forecasts because they want somebody who's got the answers, especially when things are scary, like dealing with your money. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as we're going into 2023 and all these headlines are looming, what can investors do to make sense of it all? What are some strategies and things that we're telling our clients when we see stuff in the news and we hear things from our friends, we have that feeling of FOMO or that feeling of loss? What can we actually do in reality to make sense of it all? It's always important. I know it probably sounds like cliche, but it's so important to keep your own financial picture and your own financial plan in mind. Because no matter what you're watching on the news or what you're reading online, you have to remember whoever wrote that piece, whoever's hosting that show or putting on that podcast or whatever, they don't know your personal situation. They don't know what your goals are for your money. They don't know what your time horizons are for your investments. They have no idea. They're just putting information out there trying to get eyeballs. So we always try to remind our clients and people that we talk to that you have to put this in context of what you're doing with your money. So could a recession happen this year? Of course. Could the market fall another 10, 15, 20% in a year? Yeah, it could. So you have to ask yourself two questions. One is, is that outside the scope of what we have seen before? And is it all of a sudden time to change your entire way that you're investing your money? And I think in most cases, you're going to find the answer is no. Is it scary? And is it uncomfortable? And does anybody like to see red or parentheses or negatives on their account statements? No, of course not. But you have to remember the years that were really good just recently. 2019 was a good year. 2020 actually ended up being a decent year for the market. And then 2021 was a great year. So the statistics tell us the market's going to be down one every four years. So you just have to be willing to stay in it and let it do its thing. It's funny too, because it feels like just coming out of 2022, whenever there's a bad year like that, a year with a bear market as well, the years prior that were good, they feel like they were decades ago. They (laughs) really do. It's that recency bias. So when you started 2022, we were in a state of pure bliss. 
three, four straight years of just straight market inflation, market inclines, upward trend that can only continue projected out into the future. And then when stuff doesn't go as planned, those years feel like they were decades ago. And I feel like it's that constant battle between the fear of realizing loss and the fear of missing out. And it shifts between which one is stronger in our lives. There are times where I think people shift between having that fear of loss and having that fear of missing out. And I think it's wherever we are at that time that dictates which is more powerful. So right now, for a lot of investors, the fear of loss is top of mind because of recency bias, because they experienced some of that in 2022. But then from 2019 to 2021, it was that fear of missing out because it can only go up. I know we keep harping on that idea of recency bias, but it really is probably one of the strongest biases that we come across with investing. Especially because we're in such a plugged in world where you're constantly faced with news about what's happening in the world, (laughs) what's going to happen, what the prediction is. Yeah, it's so hard to turn that off and to keep it at bay when it's at your fingertips 24 hours a day. And and you hit on a great point because I think one of the biggest things that people have to remember is the potential cost of being wrong. So when somebody goes on the news or writes an article or puts out a tweet and says that they have some prediction about what's going to happen in the future, one, you have to realize those people are in the business of making predictions. (laughs) So they're just going to keep making predictions forever. They have no real loss Their followers eat that stuff up. They just grow probably by continually putting out these forecasts, whether they come true or not. You have to realize that as an investor and as somebody who has a financial plan that's based on the long term, who's trying to grow your wealth and accomplish your goals, the risk of what can happen if you take one of those predictions or take one of those forecasts and act upon it or change what you're doing with your money or your investment velocity based on that, the potential for what can happen is potentially permanently derailing. We've seen it just in the last couple of weeks. If you were somebody who was looking at these 2023 predictions in the first or last couple of weeks of 2022, and you just came off 2022 being a terrible year, and you decide, I just can't take it anymore. And you were to get out and you were to sell your stock positions or your fixed or whatever, and just go to cash. Well, right now you would have missed about a six or 7% upswing just in the last couple of weeks. So it happens so fast. It happens so furious that things change direction that you have to be so very weary of what the downside could be of acting on these forecasts, or these predictions, especially if they don't come true. If they do come true, it's short-term <laughs> pain. If you act on it, then you potentially could be setting yourself up for long-term pain. Yeah, but to your point also, and what we have seen with some of our own clients and just people off the streets is sometimes getting it right that first time is the worst thing. When you do predict it right, because then you're going to predict every single one, you think right? You got it figured out. You've that's got dangerous. it. You've got it figured out. And that's sometimes the worst thing. I never want to hope that the market goes down or up or somebody has a loss, but sometimes having that first initial loss that early on is actually a silver lining because then you don't feel like you can predict in the future what's going to happen. Teaches you to be a little careful. Teaches you to be cautious when you feel like you got the golden hand. We saw it a lot in 2020 with COVID when all of our friends that love to sports bet and sports gamble <laughs> yeah. and there were no sports shifted to trading stocks on Robinhood exactly. or whatever. And it felt like everything they touched turned to gold. And we learned real quick that that's not exactly the way it works. A couple wins could be potentially. It's important to remember too, you only hear about the people that made a lot of money. Rarely are your friends or family or other investors going to publicize their major losses. So when all you do is hear about the big wins and not about the losses, it's easy to get jaded by the fact that it's easy because it's not. 
And it's a dangerous game to play when you start doing that. So I think the moral of the story is be boring with the bulk of your investments. We always tell people who are really interested in this stuff and like doing their own research, it's okay to do it with a small percentage of your net worth on the side to have that little release valve. But when you're doing it with a big piece of the pie, with a big piece of the picture, it's a dangerous game. It's a dangerous walk to play. So you've got to be strategic about it and you've got to be a little bit emotionless and boring with your investing. And keep that long-term perspective for sure. (laughs) It can be so hard when the person giving the prediction or the forecast had, to your point, a win, or is the person that predicted this, or is the person, because that's the way they usually frame them. And one of the things we always remind people is that there are constantly thousands of people making predictions and forecasts. And a lot of them are really well-educated, smart people that get paid lots of money at these investment banks and financial institutions to make these calls. And occasionally they do get it right. But you have to remember, was it because they're clairvoyant and can see the future? Or is it because there's thousands of people making calls and the law of large numbers tells us that some of them are going to get it right occasionally? I love the big short, that movie, about the guy who seemingly called what was happening in 2008 with the subprime mortgage crisis. And that may very well be true. He saw some great data and he's picked something out of it. But you have to remember, he was one analyst of probably tens of thousands of analysts that are employed by financial institutions. And they're all making their predictions. Just because he got it right once doesn't mean he's going to get it right over and over again. Doesn't mean he's got the crystal ball. So you always have to watch yourself. Just because somebody seemingly got it right the first time doesn't mean they're the oracle. And you can keep making that same bull prediction every single year. The market's going to climb 40% or it's going to go up 40%. And nobody cares when it doesn't happen because it's just another prediction. But you can keep doing it until you're right. And then you can see the future. And then you ride on that. There's a couple of guys that have been doing that for years. <laughs> they call them perma bears in the financial industry where they just constantly <laughs> call for the end of the world or for the next big crash. But for they were years geniuses last year. They were geniuses. Exactly. <laughs> they saw it coming. They had it coming. They made the same prediction for 10 years. But one time it happens. I just go, it's like the weatherman who always predicts rain. Eventually you're going to be right. (laughs) But all those times that people didn't go out and enjoy themselves because you predicted rain, you know, it's, uh, (laughs) it just doesn't make sense. So we want to appreciate and just thank everybody for taking this time to join us on this episode of the dollar wise podcast today. Want to remind you that if you are not a subscriber yet, make sure you hit that subscribe button on Apple, Amazon or everywhere. Spotify, Spotify. Yeah. You'll get every new episode delivered right to a push notification on your phone with our smiling faces with the next episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. At HFM, our mission is to educate and empower our clients to make wise financial decisions. If you'd like to learn more, please visit us at hfmadvisors.com. The Dollar Wise Podcast is presented by HFM Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor firm. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer for sale or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. All investments involve risk and are not guaranteed. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as a recommendation appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.